Make sure to subscribe to podcasts produced by the Archdiocese of St. Louis so that you'll never miss an episode. Just go to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or just about any other podcast app. Search for Archdiocese of St. Louis and subscribe to us. That way you'll get every episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast, the Word of Mouth Podcast, and some other audio, maybe homilies from Archbishop Carlson or other talks that we post there as well. So do that, and then make sure to share it with your friends. And while you're at it, maybe give us a good rating, because that always helps. A National Night of Prayer for Life, St. John's Bible at the Cathedral Basilica, and a new president at St. Pius X High School. This and more on this edition of the Catholic Gateway Podcast. Hello and welcome to this Catholic Gateway Podcast, a news update for the week of December 11th, 2017. I'm your host, Gabe Jones. If your family is looking for a special way to celebrate the season of Advent, consider attending Lessons and Carols, an afternoon of readings and music with Archbishop Carlson on December 17th at the Cathedral Basilica. The service will run from 2.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. and will feature adult and children's choirs, as well as images from the St. John's Bible projected on the walls of the cathedral. The St. John's Bible is the first hand-illuminated Bible in 500 years and has been on display at locations around St. Louis during 2017. The Archdiocese of St. Louis is pleased to announce that a heritage edition of the St. John's Bible will be permanently placed in the Cathedral Basilica during the service. The seven volumes of the Bible can be viewed afterwards. The event is completely free, and open to the public. A National Night of Prayer was held on December 8th, beginning at 9 p.m. and ending on December 9th at 1 a.m. 20 parishes across the Archdiocese of St. Louis and many more around the country participated. The National Night of Prayer for Life is a time for Eucharistic adoration and prayer for the unborn, an end to abortion and protection of the sanctity of human life. Local parishes joined others across the country to ask for the intercession of the Blessed Mother to establish a culture of life. December 8th is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, and December 12th is the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, Patroness of the Americas and the Unborn. St. Pius X High School and the Archdiocese of St. Louis announced James E. Lane Jr. as the new president of St. Pius X High School in Festus, Missouri. Mr. Lane will succeed Father Edward Nemeth, the former president of St. Pius X, who recently transferred to St. Genevieve Parish in St. Genevieve, Missouri. Mr. Lane has previously served in a variety of business leadership roles in purchase services, marketing management, and strategic change efforts. His educational background is from Webster University, where he earned an MBA and the University of Missouri-St. Louis, gaining a BA in business administration. James Lane and his wife, Kelly, have five children with two sons who are current St. Pius X students with three more to come in the future. The family are parishioners at St. Joseph's Parish in Imperial, Missouri. Now here are the five quintessential stories from the St. Louis Review handpicked by the staff for you to share and discuss this week. You can find these stories at stlouisreview.com slash five things or in the paper dated December 11th, 2017. Number one, finding a cure for Carson. Carson Burroughs loves sports. Mentioned soccer or baseball, and the seven-year-old lights up with excitement. 
Jennifer Brinker writes how the family of the boy with the disease known as childhood Alzheimer's is looking for a cure and finding moral support from the parish community of Immaculate Conception, Darden. Number two, in this week's Living Our Faith section, Jennifer Brinker also tells the story of a woman's passion for nativity sets and how she has acquired more than 200 of them, which are on display at her home throughout the year. Number three, Pathways to Progress. Catholic Charities of St. Louis, in partnership with St. Francis Community Services, launched Pathways to Progress to accompany families and help them out of poverty. Working with all eight federated agencies of Catholic Charities and other key community partners, the initiative provides intense wraparound case management and support services for two to four years while connecting to resources that enhance individual strengths, develop skills, and build financial assets which lead to empowering families towards stability and long-term economic independence. Find out how the program has been helping clients since it started in 2016. Number four, Puerto Rico is still recovering from the devastation of hurricanes Irma and Maria that severely damaged the island of 3.4 million people. The week after Thanksgiving, eight students and two faculty from DeSmet Jesuit High School arrived in San Juan, Puerto Rico, for a one-week service trip. Read Dave Luking's story for more. Number five, and finally, Joe Kenny shares that the Missouri Catholic Conference is urging Missourians to contact the state's U.S. senators and representatives to urge continued funding for the Children's Health Insurance Program, also known as CHIP. Find out more in the article or contact the Missouri Catholic Conference at mocatholic.org. There is a look at what is happening around the Archdiocese of St. Louis. Remember, for these stories, events, and more, visit stlouisreview.com and archstl.org, and follow the Archdiocese of St. Louis and the St. Louis Review on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you for listening to the Catholic Gateway Podcast News Update for this week, December 11th, 2017. John Schwab, Director of Pastoral Planning, will join me in just a moment to brag about St. Louis a little bit. But that comes after this evangelization tip from Michael Horn with the Office of Laity and Family Life. This week's evangelization tip is based on not accidentally sending newcomers away. When newcomers wander into the pews at our parish, make sure to welcome and embrace them. Maybe not actually embrace them, but at least embrace them in your heart. Many of us have experienced the awkwardness of being an outsider ourselves. Sometimes we don't belong to a group right away. Those on the inside know the shared jokes and history, and the outsider clearly knows that he or she is not part of the in-crowd. It's important that we consider these people that are new to our parishes and communities. The first action toward new people should be to welcome and embrace them as honored guests. Details of etiquette and church teachings will have a place once a relationship and trust have been established. Too often we see well-intentioned, passionate Catholics send newcomers looking for another place of worship because of their failure to genuflect, their gum-chewing, or an inappropriate attire at Mass. Imagine how different the outcome could be if we smiled, moved to the middle of the pew so that another person could sit down, and bid them good morning without immediately judging their behavior. Dispose of the disapproving glances and comments, and remember that all of us are on a unique journey with God. When our paths cross, it is an opportunity to grab the hand of a brother or sister in Christ and to travel together with them as children journeying toward their Heavenly Father. The more difficult discussions can come later.
We're going to brag about St. Louis for a few minutes on this next segment of the Catholic Gateway Podcast. And to help me brag a little bit is John Schwab, Mr. John Schwab, um, the uh, pastoral planner. He, he makes up the the planning part when we say the Office of Communications and Planning here for the Archdiocese. So that's all him. So, John, thanks for coming in today. Well, it's good to be here. I love to brag. <laughs> and St. Louis definitely needs, uh, uh, I feel like over the past few years, we've had a few things happen, the Rams leaving and so on and so forth. We need reason to brag. Um, there's an article in the St. Louis Review dated December 11th through 17th that um, just proudly says we're number one. John, can you explain what exactly it's talking about? Well, when you look at uh, large dioceses around the country, and let's say we're going to talk about the largest 61 dioceses in the country, and those are dioceses that have at least 300,000 Catholics. We are the 42nd largest diocese. We're not as big as a lot of people think we are. But among those largest 61 dioceses, we have the most active Catholic priests per Catholic population of any of those large dioceses. We have the largest, the most priests per capita. That's really something impressive when you think about it, because, you know, just to have, and like here it says, and it breaks it down in the, in the paper, you know, um, Catholics per active diocesan priest is 2,380. So you're talking, I mean, the, the, our priests are spread thin. This puts numbers to it and really shows you just what that means. So it's really important, though, to, rec- to realize, though, just how lucky we are to have so many priests per capita to keep that that per capita number low. Well, you right? know, there's no question, Gabe, that we have somewhat of a priest shortage nationwide. And we have fewer priests today in the St. Louis Archdiocese than we had, you know, many years ago. But we are still doing so much better than the rest of the country. In fact, the 2,380 Catholics per active diocesan priest, the number two diocese isn't even close to us. Yeah. So it's really quite remarkable that, uh, that we have had such success with vocations, and this is not just recently, but over a long period of time. What do you think that is? I, I think I know the answer, but I want to hear it from you. What do you think the reason is that we have such a good uh, ratio, uh, such a high number of priests here in St. Louis? Well, it's, I mean, first of all, it's because God has blessed us in our diocese, but uh, I really attribute it to a number of things, and going back historically, it's the way our, our bishops in our diocese have fostered vocations, how from the very beginning, when uh, Bishop de Berg and Bishop Rosati uh, watched over our diocese, they went to Europe and brought over uh, priests from Europe, they brought over religious orders to teach in schools, and so we developed a very strong sense of Catholic community, a very strong sense of, of education. And that goes to number two, which is the fact that uh, 94% of our diocesan priests in our archdiocese went to a Catholic elementary school, and 91% of them went to a Catholic high school. So I think going to a Catholic school, not that it's the only factor, because we do have diocesan priests that have been homeschooled. We have those who have gone to public schools, but I feel very strongly that Catholic schools plays a very strong role in fostering vocations. You really can't replicate that that formation that happens at a Catholic school, just the constant reminders that we are part of this larger faith, that 
you have crucifixes on the wall, or maybe you incorporate into even a, an English lesson or a math lesson elements of faith. I mean, you can't replicate that just with a PSR program. As great as those are, and as great as you know, maybe some other methods of schooling are, you just can't replicate what you have in a Catholic school. Well, in our Catholic schools, we have just not just a, quote, religion class, but we have our faith presented to our children in all uh, academic subjects. And not, not to mention the fact of uh, uh, many of our schools have a weekly uh, mass that the school children go to. Some even Some have a daily, daily mass, yeah. yes. So, well, this is really cool. Um, what are some other stats? I know you've just been going through some statistics lately. Um, anything else that, that kind of stands out that people ought to know about, about St. Louis? Um, I'll ask you specifically, actually, this isn't new necessarily, but I'm constantly surprised by people at, when you do events and, and road shows and whatever, and you, you ask people, to, you know, what percentage of the St. Louis area, St. Louis Archdiocese, is Catholic, and you go through the numbers and you say 20%, nobody raises their hand, 30%, a few more go up, 40%, you get a lot of hands, 50%, and like everybody's like, oh yeah, if there's so many Catholics here, we, we must be 50% Catholic. What's the number? That's one. Well, 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 Gabe, what do you think the number is? Well, I know, so I I'm not going to spoil it for people. Okay. Well, <laughs> actually, the number is only 23%. Only 23% of the population in the 11-county archdiocese is Catholic. Now, people think it's a lot more than mm -hmm. that, as you said, Gabe. And I think it's, it's because our Catholic presence is so strong here. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got our Catholic elementary schools, our Catholic high schools. We have our CYC sports teams. We have Catholic charities that is you know, pervasive throughout our diocese. We have Catholic universities, and not to mention the fact, look at the name of our city, right. St. Louis. So, I mean, it's, it's just that, you know, we always talk about we Catholics don't just serve our own, but we serve anybody. Absolutely. And, and because we serve everybody, our presence is a lot stronger than we appear to be. Yeah, it is, like you said, I mean, it's so imbued in the culture there are very few names of cities around the country that are named after Catholic saints. More out like California, you know, they right. have some. But around here, it's very not, not very common to, to find that. Um, I think uh, this number, though, and you and I have talked about this, um, just that it's 23%. We say only, which is still 23% is really good. Um, there's an enormous opportunity to evangelize there, right? Well, well, not only is there an opportunity to evangelize, but just because it's 23% of the population being Catholic doesn't mean that this 23% are active in our parishes. Uh, most pastors tell me that of the registered parishioners in their parish, a third of them are active, a third of them are uh, moderately active, and a third never show up in church never show up in any kind of events of the parish. And so when we talk about evangelizing, it's not just reaching out on the, uh, on standing on the corner and preaching the gospel, but it's, and, and we, yes, we need to do that, but we need to reach out to our own people in our parishes, people who have at one point or other chosen to register in the parish and yet are not active at all. You know, those are almost, I, I don't want to say evangelizing is ever, uh, low-hanging fruit, but certainly if people have chosen to register in a parish, we should be reaching out to them and finding out why they're not active, why they're not at Mass on Sunday. What is it about um, their life situation that has kept them away from the church? And we need to reach out. We need to listen to them. We need to reach out to these people and see where they are and reach out to them in their particular life situation. Yeah. And speaking of Masses, uh, just October, which is 
two months ago already, but in October you had another round of mass counts. Another round of mass counts and... Uh, Any preliminary numbers you can uh, share well, or anything? Uh, yes, or? it looks like about uh, the number this year is going to be about 28.5% of uh, registered Catholics are at church on any given Sunday. And that's going to be down about a half a percent from last year. Um, so it's a pretty consistent trend, right? I mean, well, we, we, it's been a declining trend uh, over the last seven years that we've been doing mass counts in the diocese. And I know that uh, any, of our, uh, any of your listeners uh, who, have, who are maybe older and remember uh, their parish being full in many of masses 20, 30 years ago know that mass attendance has been declining. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think it's important to do these mass counts because if you don't know where you're at and if you don't know what the trend is, how do you know you have a problem? How do you know that you have something you need to address? Yeah, and it goes the other way too, as we were just saying, the fact that we have the best ca uh, priest to Catholic ratio, priest per capita ratio, however you want to phrase it, uh, is, is the positive side of that equation and so that we have to recognize, hey, we're doing something well. We're getting a lot of priests. What are we doing well? How do we continue that? So well, well, there's the, the positive and the negative, well, right? Well, not only that, but the fact that we do have um, more priests than other places around the country means we have our priests are offering Mass on Sunday more often than many places around the country. So we do have that opportunity, that gift that we have to offer the Mass to our people. And so we need to take advantage of it. We need to take advantage of the blessings that God has given us through the Eucharist. Absolutely. That's a great way to say it. Well, John, thanks for coming in and gloating a little bit with us and promoting St. Louis. <laughs> Always happy to do it, Gabe. Thanks for listening to the Catholic Gateway Podcast. That's John Schwab. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast. We always welcome story tips and ideas for the podcast. Just send them to communications at archstl.org. That's communications at archstl.org. Make sure to connect with us on social media to stay up to date with what's going on here in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Archdiocese of St. Louis. We're on Twitter, at archstl is our handle there, at archstl. And we're on Instagram, at Catholic STL. And you should follow the St. Louis Review there on Facebook, also Twitter and Instagram under the handle at St. Louis Review. That's ST Lewis Review. The Catholic Gateway Podcast is a production of the Archdiocese of St. Louis. I'm your host, Gabe Jones. We hope you'll join us again next time here in the Gateway to the West, the Rome of the West, Catholic St. Louis.